broadcasting from an undisclosed location, from a secret hunting spot known only to him, and the guy who told him about it, and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics. The subject of UFOs. Nothing to do with hunting, but I'm fascinated by it. I'm not entirely sure why, because I'm naturally a sceptic. I think that there's life out there somewhere. In fact, I'd be surprised if there wasn't. Do I think that little green men have flown around the earth and visited Cletus, you know, somewhere strange, some backwater town no one's heard of? No. But I find their stories fascinating, and I'm not sure why. Now, if... If you were into UFOs, if you really thought there was a big conspiracy out there, and good on you if you do, you would be in America now looking at Hillary Clinton very, very closely. The UFOologists, or UFOologists, I don't know how you meant to say that fast or over-announced, but these guys are really pushing for Clinton, or a bunch of them are. Because apparently Hillary Clinton has some long history, and I don't, again, this could be complete bollocks, with getting the UFO files exposed. And her campaign manager, or one of her potential campaign managers, John Podesta, said, Finally, my biggest failure of 2014, once again not securing the disclosure of the UFO files. The truth is out there. I'm just wondering where he's taking the piss. I, I just wonder. I don't, and they've jumped onto this, and they're really pushing for Hillary Clinton. And I, I think that, to me, epitomizes the U.S. elections currently. You've got that on one side, Donald Trump on the other, and I'm not going to talk about it any longer. But holy crap, he <laughs> was. This week's interview is about something I am personally very, very passionate about, and it's about us as providers and as hunters taking that meat not only from the hills but getting it to the table and doing it with a little bit of style so joined by phone i have the host of the game chef very popular show on tvnz angelo Giorgiali. how are you angelo i am outstanding i'm so happy to be on your show <laughs> you sound a little bit dangerous actually i like that no i'm I, honestly i'm so approach, approachable no problems. Yeah. So, so Angelo, tell me first of all to those yeah. listeners that haven't seen the Game Chef, what it is. What are we talking about? Okay, the Game Chef is all, all it's about is basically I go out with my trailer on the back of my truck, which has a barbecue, um, uh, an oven that was made for me. Um, I designed it, um, some wood, and so on. And I go out there, I catch, and then I cook. And I bring a various amount of um, ingredients with me, spices, sauces, and so on, like cream. And then I add all those ingredients to whatever, whatever I'm cooking. Um, and we come out with a beautiful dish, which is almost like restaurant quality. And um, it's super delicious and super easy to make. So it's not complex. It's not complicated. Um, and um, it looks incredible. And it's all cooked outside in the most amazing, amazing parts of New Zealand. 
and I have to say, Angelo, that's the thing I was most impressed with. with. You know, it's not only your trailer out there, but it's the you, you've got a backdrop of the Remarkables or or something incredible. You know, and, and that seems to that seems to add to that whole thing. You know, hunting is not just about the the kill; it's about who you who you're with and where you are where you are. Yeah, I mean. The word hunting, I mean, you know, a lot of people would look at hunting and go, oh, yeah, it's all about killing. In fact, it's what it is. It's, it's I'll, I'll regard hunting like hiking. So if you're going for a hike, you're going for a big walk, beautiful scenery, you're out there in the most amazing environment, and occasionally you'll see something and then shoot it. And that takes a second. So 99.9% mm. of the experience is actually being outside in the most amazing environment and enjoying that environment. Yeah. And if you go out there without high expectations, um, you're enjoying your day. You know, it's when, you know, I've changed my attitude over the years. When I was a young hunter, you know, I used to go out there going, oh, I've got to get something, I've got to get something. And then when I didn't get something, I'd get quite disappointed and, and heartbroken. But nowadays, I go out and going, oh, I'm just going to go for a walk, enjoy the day, enjoy the environment, enjoy the river. And so on, and 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 that appeal to me is so much more. Sat- I get so much more satisfaction from going out there with these low expectations of getting something, and generally I'll get more because I'm in a different mindset. Mm. And you you are you're right actually you're a little bit more relaxed. You're not there's no there's no gotta gotta get the meat type attitude, isn't there? I think that's a safer yes. way to hunt, Angela. I think so totally. So um, the whole the whole show is about. And it's about it's about quality. It's it's not you know all the filming was high quality filming. You know all the dishes were you know they were well thought of in the sense of you know I'm going to make a dish that I want everyone to make at home, not just mm. you know I'm not going to make a dish that's not you know achievable. For instance, you know it has to be achievable for everybody. You know because you know a lot of hunters out there you know they get their meat they you know and fish and then they get their fish. And they bring them home, and they generally stick to the same recipes. So, you know, with this show, it basically injects a different kind of recipe to most of the dish, most of the um, hunting game that people will, you know, will, will get out there. So, therefore, um, you know, it's inspirational, and that's a lot of the feedback I've had is, is thank you for inspiring, inspiring me to to make these yeah. dishes more interesting, you know. And just before we go too much further. I know your background. I, I I do some research before I jump on the end of the phone with someone. But what oh, makes yeah? What makes you qualified? Why why are you the game chef? Um, I think I've been cooking for twenty five years in and out of kitchens. I've owned seven restaurants and cafes. Um, I'm very passionate about um, you know game meat. Um, my dad bred rabbits from a young age. had a, had a veggie garden in the back garden. He was a chef for forty years. Um, you know. Qualifications. I'm half Greek, half Italian. Um, I cook a lot <laughs> That's of Greek, a qualification a lot of right dishes. there, isn't it? You know, um, you know, I've been cooking from. I left school at 14. Worked yep. for a Greek delicatessen. I mean, I can tell you the difference between parsley and cor- coriander or cilantro. Um, at the age of 14, you know, I knew all the herbs and spices and grains and cheeses and all sorts. You know, because I, my my foundation to cooking was. You know, with my uncle who owned this Greek deli, and and I've I've been building on that since I was fourteen, and now I'm forty three. So, mm. you know, there's there's a, there's a few years there, you know, <laughs> bit of experience for sure. Yeah, and then what about your background as a hunter? Yeah, hunting started hunting at um, yeah, not far from fourteen, um, with a friend of mine from school. His dad used to take us out to Cambridge, 
And we used to go pheasant hunting and partridge, hare, rabbit, wood pigeon. This is um, European wood pigeon, not natives. Um, and so on. And, and um, you know, he was he was Greek. And um, we used to take meat home. And, and my dad used to show me how to prepare it and so on. And um, as growing up in, in, in London, you know, it wasn't easy to get out there and, and, and um, go hunting. But, you know, I, I eventually made some contacts and, and um, went out hunting and, and you know, brought, brought the meat home. And, and my dad would, um, you know, show me how to cook it. I mean, for instance... At the age of 14, there's not many 14-year-olds that will do this. You know, I'll pack my backpack, you know, I'll jump on a train and go out to a forest and camp out. And um, I would I would uh, bring my air rifle and shoot shoot a bunny rabbit. And then I'll cook it the following morning on an open fire um, and, you know, add a bit of sauce and so on. And, you know, so, you know, at the end of the day, I left school at 14, which was a tender age, didn't get on it well at school, as in um, I'm very badly dyslexic, yeah. and um, I um, I ventured out there and got got my you know got a job and and saved up money and bought my own gear and you know by the time I was 17 I was I was hiking around Europe, um, so being very independent from an early age. Mm. I want to first of all touch on something that one of our co or my Australian correspondent, I like to call him, is, is Christian yes. from the Rabbit Ranger, and he's on yes. this crusade. You mentioned yes. rabbits to get rabbits back on the table, and oh, I tell you, I'm I have to be honest, I'm not a big fan of rabbit, and but I want to be. So enlighten me. Yeah. Well, rabbit meat is I tell you what, it's it's so underrated. I mean, I know a lot of people that do eat it, um, and the abundance of rabbits, especially in central Otago, is just yeah. unbelievable. I tell you, they are they are everywhere. I mean, you can fill up a freezer with rabbit. In a few days, mm. not a problem whatsoever, you know. And if you go at nighttime shooting with spotlight for rabbit, you can fill up a freezer in a night. So, um, and the meat, there's so much you can do with rabbit. You know, you can. Well, a really good idea with rabbit is to mince it, add a bit of bacon to it, like streaky bacon, mm. and make and make and make a mince. And you know, we can do minces. You can make burgers. You can make a ragu sauce. You can make a lasagna. You know, and and so on and so on. So therefore, you know, you're not restricted. Um, with with rabbit meat, just just making mince out of rabbit, you can you can do so many different things. You know, you can do stews, you can do stufados, which is a Greek um, a Greek Medi- South Southern Mediterranean stew. Um, you know, you could catch a tori. Um, you know, there's so so much you can do with rabbit. It's just the back straps. You know, you can just grill those nice and lightly. Add a bit of you know, add a bit of um, juice, lemon juice, or um, some garlic, some thyme, and so on, and and just have a simple, you know, rabbit backstrap salad. You know, so don't underrate rabbit. Seriously, venture out, buy my cookbook because you know this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> unashamed, I on, like it. No, honestly, it's just you know, rabbit is the is it's the chicken. It's the chicken of the mountain. I tell you, tastes like chicken, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. One thing I, I want to ask you, and, and I, I didn't prepare yeah. you for this question, so I apologize in That's advance okay. if, it, if, it, if it's yeah. not what you wanted, but I've got this real thing, and what it is is I want to be able to go into the hills, and I've met someone that can do this, and know mm-hmm. what's edible and what's not. I know, I know enough to survive, but this guy was yeah. able to look at basically a bit of grass next to a train track and make a salad, and I'm not exaggerating okay. there, and that's something I want to explore. Yeah, yeah. I think Bear Grylls has just uh, released a book on that. 
Oh, is he? Oh, dear, right? I think I think yes. I mean, there's definitely lots of fresh herbs up in the in the mountains, um, like like central Otago around Alexandra is just oh my god, it, that you know the mountainside is just covered in thyme, you know, and you can just pick as much thyme as you like. It's it's crazy. Um, yeah, I might have to do a little bit of research on that watercress. You know, as in yeah. you get from from streams and creeks. Absolutely, you know, go crazy. Um, but with grasses and stuff, mm, not particularly sure, to be honest. Yeah, well, neither am I. And I'm, I want to explore yeah. this because how, how awesome would this be? You're in the back country, you, you see that hare or that rabbit that you're wanting to take mm. out. Yeah. You end it. Yeah. And, well, and then you're yeah, able to I, do I end stuff. Up picking you know? some, yeah, I end up picking some fresh thyme off the mountain. You know, that's what I, and I use so much thyme and I, and I mix it with my herb butter as well. Mm. Mm. Now, You've also got a cookbook coming out, and you, you've, you've yeah, it's had, out. It's out. Oh, sorry, I lie. You, it's yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm gonna stop lying. <laughs> I know. I know. It's terrible. Tell me. Tell me a little bit about the cookbook, and if I buy it, and this is a yes. not. A, he's not paying me to say this. What do I see? Okay, it's 187 pages. There are some absolutely stunning photographs, and the photography and the scenery is absolutely brilliant. There's a little story about me, and you know where I come from, and what I've done, and so on. Um, and there's there's about 30, 30 odd recipes, uh, which are featured throughout the whole series. So what will you see? You'll see every single recipe that's on the show. Yeah. Everything, every single recipe's um, got a photo of it. So it's not like there's a recipe without a photo. So you get to see what it looks like at the end. Um, you'll get to see um, diagrams of how to skin a rabbit, how to fillet a fish, and so on. So. And then, and then on the back of the on the back of the uh, the book, there's all there's all the thank yous and all the um, you know references to who who you know produced the book and and, and thanks to everyone that was involved. Okay. So you know it's 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 not a massive book, but what's in there is quality, mm. and that's what it's about. Yeah, there's no sort of you know you know just wait, waste wasting your time turning pages on nothing. It's just full of beautiful stuff. Now, mm. just going forward, if I want to. I, I like what you're saying, and I, I want to explore this more than I have. I want to get into, you know, that that cooking venison, the the, the rabbit. I'm going to do rabbit. I'm going to give rabbit another go. Based on you and, oh, you'd be and what crazy Rabbit Ranger to. told me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, honestly, you'd be crazy. No, rabbit, rabbit is so underrated, and so is goat meat in New Zealand. I mean, you know, 68, 68% of red meat eaten worldwide is goat meat, mm. okay? And goat meat holds a lot of benefits. Um, you know, it's it's low in cholesterol, low in you know bad fatty fatty stuff, and um, you know it's lean, beautiful meat. You know, as long as you're not eating an, an old billy goat. You know, generally, gen- no, honestly, generally in Europe and Middle East and so on, you know, they they pick their goats. You know, sort of young yearling, you know, and and that's the goat you sort of eat. You know, and and they're beautiful. And we didn't have goat on this series, so. Um, you know, on the next series, I'll most definitely be doing some beautiful goat dishes. I have to confess, I am less, less than oh, maybe five metres away, probably ten metres away from a freezer that I have some homemade goat sausages in, and they're fantastic. They make just Goat meat is, is, you're right, it's great. It's good stuff, and it's everywhere, particularly around where I live. Oh, I'll tell you, it, I mean... You almost don't have to buy lamb, you know? It's, mm. it's, it's very close to it, you know? I mean... The taste, the flavour, and, and and the beauty of goat is it's 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 out there. 
Yeah. You know, it's right there. It's right on your doorstep. You know, you don't have to. When I, when I lived in um, Central Auckland, when I had these cafes and restaurants, I'd drive out to um, Dome Valley, you know, near Walkworth and um, places out towards, um, you know, um, just south of the Bombays and, and, and shoot goats there. And, and, you know, I always had goat in the freezer. Now, there's no excuses. No. No. <laughs> now, okay, so I'm, I'm, I want to get into this a little bit more. Give me some tips. Give me some tips on uh, some real basic pointers. I, I think I mentioned this to you off here. What's, give me five things I need to do, know about game cooking. Okay. With game cooking, number one, um, target the right animal. You know, as in, when I'm, when I'm talking about animal, I mean the age. You know, don't, don't shoot an old tar or a or a you know a big stag if you're after me you know shoot a, you know um you know a um a young yearling you know that's yep. that's the way to go you know a spiker um you know something that's within the first you know the first 18 months that's the sort of meat that's going to be tender and um and and succulent and you know it's going to get you the best flavor that's that, i guess okay. that's tip number one and I, I think now, that's a really important mm. one because how many people have been put off venison because they've been given a stinky old stag back steak mm. um, and it's yeah. strong and it's dry. They can be made to taste good. but Yeah, you're right. They can be. Yeah, But, you know, yeah. there, there is better. If you're meat hunting, there's better animals. Yeah, totally. Mm. So pick, target, target the right age animal if you can, you know, and then if you do, you're a lot better off. Yeah. Yeah. Tip okay. number two is meat preparation. So with meat preparation, um, you know, hang your meat. You know, when you when you when you shoot an animal, um, you know, make sure you shoot it properly. Mm. <laughs> you know, you don't want to injure it because at the end of the day, that's going to release all these toxins into into the um, into the meat. So you know, hang the meat for at least you know for at least four to five days if you've got the right temperature chiller or uh, walk-in chiller some people do especially on big farms and stations you know and you've got it bang on you can you can hang that meat for up to 16 days mm. you know it has to be dry though if there's any moisture the bacteria will get in and it will ruin it so the, the freezer the fridge has to be dry okay okay so that's tip number two okay number three i feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like david letterman you know it's the top tip. anyway as you go number three um, be realistic with what you're trying to prepare with whatever you catch. So, you know, if you if you if you're gonna ca- if you're gonna cook venison, you know, like a, a beautiful yearling, don't add too many flavours to it and ruin it. You know, mm-hmm. I was talking to a farmer yesterday. He goes, "Oh, all these sauces and garlic and blah blah blah," but that's that's his opinion. You know, I love garlic. I love sauces on my, you know, on my meat. But at the end of the day, everyone's different. And if you want to cook venison on the barbecue or on a hot, you know, on a hot skillet on a hot pan, and just add salt and pepper, and um, that's it. Well, you know, that's great. Do you know what I mean? Because that's mm. what suits you. So, you know, you don't have to go out there and add lots of um, ingredients to your fresh meat or your, you know, your young, your young um, yearling or whatever. You know, it, it, venison, especially with venison, venison is venison, and you can add a bit of sauce on the side. You know, to enhance the flavour, um, but at the end of the day, you know, if you want that real flavour from the venison, honestly, a bit of salt and pepper and a bit of sauce on the side does it every time for me. Mm. Yeah. Okay. One thing I want to add about flavour, I, I do a lot of smoking of food. 
Yeah. It's, a, it's something I'm personally really passionate about. And I notice uh, I've, I've, guys have come around going, oh, give this a try or, or whatever. People overdo it. You know, they get a, they get this beautiful venison back steak and chuck it in a, in a yeah. dry old smoker for... Yeah, stop, stop there because that was my tip number four. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I, I, I stole your thunder. So, Look at that. Okay, number yeah, four. Yeah, you did. You actually did. Yeah. So tip number four is don't, <laughs> overco- don't overcook your meat. You know, um, you know, so, you know, like goat, like lamb, like, um, you know, fish, definitely don't overcook your fish. You know, you want it to be beautifully succulent and tender in the middle. Mm. You know, like when you when you cook a snapper or, or um, you know, a bit of, bit of kingfish or, or a harpooka, you know, when you see fishing, you know, you want that, that, that sort of almost opaque kind of pinky um, color in the middle, you know, and the outside is white, you know, and you don't want to overcook it. Um, you know, same with trout, same with salmon, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, there's a fine line. So be careful of your temperatures yeah. and your cooking time. I, you know, just with, with trout, you're quite right. I know that we don't really focus on fishing on this show, but gee, mm. it, it is. It's, I reckon there's about a 10 minute window with, with trout, if that, um, especially yeah, when you're smoking it, where it's overdone and terrible and just right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Now, my tip number five is seasoning. Uh-huh. Seasoning is key. I mean, the amount of people that don't don't season their meat prior to cooking it, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, there's this big sort of hoo-ha about, oh, don't put too much salt on your meat. If you don't, if you don't add the right salt to your meat, you know, or the right kind of pepper, I mean, you are gonna, you're not gonna get the flavors that enhance the meat. So seasoning is key. You have to season your meat. And if you watch my show and watch my recipes, I'm always seasoning. It is, it's a major factor to enhancing the flavors, whatever you cook. You know, even if you're making a sandwich, season your sandwich. Mm. <laughs> and that's my tip number five. I want you just to expand on that slightly. So when you're talking about seasoning, yeah. you're talking about, you know, that little bit of salt and, and, and the right kind of salt and some pepper yeah. and before yeah. you're chucking it into that pan, eh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I I tend I tend to use um, uh, flaky salt, um, especially in especially in salads. Um, and if I'm if I'm cooking, um, let's say I'm cooking a meat, I, I prefer to use a New York cut pepper or a, or a cracked pepper. Um, I don't often use white pepper um, unless I'm making a making a sauce, maybe. But yeah, I tend to keep away from that. I I, I like a bit more um, a bit more of a grit to my pepper. Mm. Yeah, but salt is definitely it's key. Yeah. yeah. Now, just I want to get a little bit philosophical with you here. Oh dear, here oh, we go. I know. <laughs> I don't do this very often. I do it every Try bloody me. show. Um, mm. If I'm really passionate about hunters, as rather than being seen as hunters, as being seen as providers, and I mean, from a, yeah. where I come from with that is that as a hunter, I provide not only for my family but my immediate community. You know, how many hunters give meat away? And uh, so I think we are. I think we're genuinely providers in our community. And I believe that goes one step further. I believe being able to prepare and and serve something up that gives people a good memory because I think hunters or a lot of people have experienced wild meat or home kill meat as, as a really poor cousin to what you can get in a plastic tray. And that's such a shame. Oh, it's the opposite. I agree totally. Mm. Because what what 
what you're getting out there is totally organic. It's it's premium, 100%. I mean, if you went to a supermarket and bought what you could shoot out there, you'd be paying top dollar. Mm. You know, absolute top dollar. You know, you know, organic meat and so on. I mean, uh, it's 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 an absolute premium. And um, I I don't understand people that um, you know sort of diss people that go out and hunt for their own for their own freezer or their family. You know, because at at the end of the day, you know, they're providing their family with the most amazing amazing cuts of meat you can ever get. Totally. Just to give me a plug, the next issue of NZ Outdoor Hunting Magazine, I've written an article about just that. Okay. It's about. Oh, brilliant. Yes. It will be about. It's actually about hunters versus vegetarians and how I believe that hunters philosophically have a lot more in common with a vegetarian than someone that goes to the supermarket and buys their meat solely from a plastic tray. Because yeah. we've thought I mean, about I've, our food, you know, yeah. we've thought about our food, well, we process it, we're, we're, yeah, yeah I mean, I've owned my own farm, yeah. I, I own a farm in Matakana up north, and, um, you know, the first three years on that farm, I planted, I planted 100 metres of veggie patches, I was breeding my own pigs, um, I had Wilkshire sheep, um, I had Dexter cows, um, we had 400 chickens that were breeding, um, and... Yeah, I mean, we had goats on the property. And, um, you know, the, the, the difference between animals in a paddock and animals running up the hill is the, the fat contents. If an animal in a, in a paddock will sit there all day and eat mm. and, you know, or, or walk around, you know. An animal up in a mountain or, you know, out on the hills will be always on the hoof, always moving, always, you know, fit and uh, lean, you know, and that's the difference between animals that you hunt and animals that are bought from. Um, even though, if you buy an organic beast from from the super, supermarket, it's going to have a higher um, tendency of fat contents than uh, an animal that's running around in the mountains. Mm. Oh, and trust me, the, the ones in the mountains they choose what they eat, so they're, they're picking the best stuff. <laughs> Go into that a bit more for me, because I. I think a lot of people have a different view of that, don't they? They think that animals in the hills are just, they're fighting for their lives daily. Um, I don't think that's the case in New Zealand most of the time. No, it's not. No, it's definitely not not the case, absolutely. Um, I mean, New Zealand New Zealand's quite a special place for that. You know, it's got it's got the most amazing environment. You know, it's it's pretty, you know, it's, it's very, very green out there um, in the sense of, you know, unpolluted and so on. You know, unfortunately, the dairy industry is going in the way where it is polluting the rivers and so on. But I think I think the, there is a change and they are improving on systems to make the dairy industry a lot more cleaner. But um, it hasn't helped, hasn't helped over the last, um, especially in the boom over the last 10 years. But um, they're definitely thinking about making some changes there, which is great going forward. But um, I think I think we live in one of the best countries in the world for, um, for hunting and fishing because we're not really restricted that much, you know, with permits and so on. It's pretty, you know, we're pretty lucky. Actually, we're blessed, to be honest. We are blessed. So just just going one step further, if we were to take you into the hills to, tomorrow, if we took you out into the, the back blocks behind, into the Kaimanawas, yeah. let's into the Kaimanawas, we yeah. shot an animal, you and me, because we should do this. Let's do this. But anyway, yeah. you shot an animal. What, what's your process? Okay. 
Um, well, first of all, put it in a uh, you shoot the animal, you 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 gut it, clean it, um, and they carry it out. And it depends on how long you're in there for, but um, generally you put it in a meat safe, um, so the so it doesn't get blown by flies. Mm. Um, and then you you take it when you fly out or you walk out, whatever whatever method you went in, um, you take the animal out, um, and then you hang it in a chiller. Um, what I did is I converted one of my fridges into a hanging chiller, um, and took all the shelves out. I screwed a, I screwed a, um, a hook on the top of the chiller, and um, I used to hang the carcasses from from the top to the bottom. Depending on most most of them were goats back in the day, so you know I was getting kid goats, so they weren't they weren't too big. Um, but if you've got access to a walk-in chiller, most most farmers do have them. Um, yeah, hang it hang it in the chiller um, up to four to five days. Um, if it's a good chiller and it's not being opened all the time, you can hang it a bit longer. As long as, like I said earlier, as long as it hasn't got that moisture contents on it, but you know, keep an eye on it, and then take take the cuts out on what on each cut has a certain way to cook, you know. So your your, your back, so your eye fillets and your and your back straps and so on, you know, quick, simple cooking. You know, you don't overcook it. Like your rump, even your rump, you can you can pan fry those or barbecue those, but you know, when it come when it comes to you know your um, your shin and, and other shoulder and so on. Um, those take a lot more cooking, so therefore you need to, um, you know, know what you're doing with the certain cuts of meat. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, and away you go. Prepare it and cook it. Yeah. How and, does that sound? Oh, look, you've nailed it on the head, really. It's not It's it's not a mystery not science, yeah. is it? It's You're not having to do a secret handshake and knocks at the door just to find out uh, how to do this it's all available you 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 put it out there in a really easy form and, and it's great it's 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 easy to understand um, yeah, sure but I, I still suspect a lot of guys are getting it wrong right okay hmm. i don't i don't know well, so, where to I go mean, with at the end it, of the day it's well it's all about it's all about education at the end of the day isn't it i mean the great thing about this tv show the game chef it's um the audience it's massive um, we're talking kids are watching it right up to you know you know old, old, the old folk you know it's it's not it's not targeted at you know between sort of 25 to 45 year olds <laughs> mid to high socioeconomic group that, right, that grocery you know, shop once a day basically yeah. you know kids kids are love that kids are lapping it up they're loving yeah. it and the best thing about it is it's educating kids where meat comes from you know, and, yeah, and that's absolutely. another thing. It's it's not just a cooking show. It's actually educational as well, which, you know, we didn't really think about it at first as being an educational show, but it actually turned out to be one of those shows which has um, satisfied satisfied a lot of um, um, a lot of different aspects of um, education. Mm. You know, which is great. Mm. Going back to the show. You've, you've 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 finished filming and 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 season one is, is done and dusted from what D- I understand. Done and dusted. Last last episode was on today. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Um, what what's tell me a couple of good stories. What are some really good stories from the filming of season one? These can be stuff that, or this can be stuff that never ever made it to air, or it can be stuff that made it to air but has a little bit more of an explanation behind it. Okay. Um, we were filming, I think it was the Rainbow Trout, which was on today, and um, we we're just filming up the Mutukituki Valley, um, just off just off the roadside, about 100 metres off the roadside, and um, I'm just at my last scene where I'm sitting down, um, I'm just about to jump in the water and go for a swim in the river, and then suddenly we hear this 
big crash and the sound the sound goes to Donna who's doing the sound. She looks around and goes, Oh my god and this car down the road just completely loses it um on a corner on a gravel road and does a massive flip and a roll and we just <laughs> honestly we just we just drop everything and ran and i mean i'm in my boxer shorts <laughs> and we just because i'm just about just about to run in the river jump in the river and um we run towards this crash scene you know and we're thinking oh my lord what what you know when you when you're running towards a a crash scene like that because the car's rolled over and done a flip mm. you're thinking oh this could be so yeah, ugly. thinking the worst yeah you know and you think you know can i handle this you know am i going to be able to bear this situation all right you know i'm a big hunter and rah 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 but you know when it comes to people you know it's you know it's it's a little bit different isn't it so i got we we all got to the cra- the crash scene and there's there's a couple of people in the car and there's one person out and then we you know we we eventually get the other two people out and there's some head injuries and um some arm injuries and some you know blood blood everywhere anyway i've done my first um first and second first aid course so i knew what to do so um you know i, I delegated right you look after him blah 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 all right first aid box came out and then we started wrapping and so on and we another car pulled over and eventually we got everyone um into this other car and all their belongings and off they were to Monica medical center and thank god no one was seriously injured um because it could have gone so badly but you know that that was one out of the bag mm. you know yeah that, you don't that expect that mid filming do you and no you don't no. you know and we all turned around and went oh, i can't believe that just happened we should have kept the, the cameras rolling <laughs> yeah. That would have been entertainment. But anyway, luckily there was no serious injuries and, and, and um, everyone was okay. Yeah. But, you know, be careful out there. Those road metal roads that, you know, you don't really want to do 50Ks and over. Mm. And those guys were obviously doing a bit more than that and they just lost it. Mm. Now, Angela, I've got some suggestions for you for Series 2. Go on, please. And, and your, your eyes, I just, I just felt your eyes glass over as I said No, that. they didn't. Honestly, I, I love, <laughs> you know what? That's one, thing, that's one thing about me. I am... I'm all ears because and, at the end of the day, we, we learn every day. You yeah, know, there's and, not one day that passes that we don't learn. This and, is in a public forum, someone, you know. So if you agree, yeah. you've kind of st- you're stuck with it, you know. So don't agree to anything. Yeah, okay, go, uh, go for it. What is it? <laughs> I want to uh, look. I love your kitchen. I do. Yeah. I like the whole going out there, the big kitchen, everything. I want to see a little bit of sort of stuff that I can do when I'm four days in. You know, four I want days s- in. Four days in. I'm just giving that as an example. One day, two day, four days. So I want to see a little bit of high end cooking, preparing, and all that stuff, either on my jet boil or on a hot rock or on in the ground. Or We've done a, in the ground. Yeah, yeah. Done, above, we did tar in the ground. Yeah, yeah. But or above a fire. Yeah. I want to. I want to see yeah. a little bit more of that stuff. That's only me. Oh, you you like it? I like it. That's what you want to. That's what you want to see. Yeah. Well, that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm not. I'm not going to take it inside. I'm not going to turn up to a, um, you know, to, to a flash kitchen. I mean, the the concept about this whole game game chef thing is, is it's outside. Mm. You know, everything is outside. We're not using gas. We're not using electricity. It's no. all basically back to basics. And the most challenging thing is, you know, preparing all these dishes and making them doable for everybody. Mm. You know, and um, you know, I've I've had I've had chefs email me, you know, and say, oh, I can't believe you didn't make your own pesto. Well, there wasn't enough time. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had to rack out three dishes. So, and plus I'm being sponsored by New World. I've got to showcase <laughs> some of their products. Yeah. Thanks, New World. Yeah, thank um, you, New but, World. But, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, some people get a little bit sort of, um, you know, wrapped up in the whole thing. And at the end yeah. of the day, you know, the show is about, you know, showing people simplicity and a good mm. result. Absolutely. Mm. Completely agree. Yeah. And actually, one credit to your show is some of the great sponsors that you've got. And I'd like to yes, give you an right. opportunity just to mention some of them, because you have. You've got some oh, really top-end sponsors. Okay, I haven't got it written down in front of me, so I, don't, I hope I don't miss anyone. Anyway, first of all, um, Hunter's Element and, um, and Riverworks. Mm. Um, they basically um, gave me all the clothing. Steve, Rob, and the guy up there, great guys. Steve, yeah, now awesome. Actually, really good. Really, really fantastic, and um, you know, hopefully they'll be they'll be on the next on the next um, on the next series, and uh, I'll be very disappointed if they're not, uh, because they've been fantastic, you know. But you know, I hope the show hasn't grown too big that these guys can't afford their budget and and come on the show again. Mm. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, the, the production team paid for it, and you know, a, a few a few of the sponsors um, donated some money, but it wasn't enough to pay for the show. Definitely mm. not. Um, but without their hope, help, you know, we wouldn't be where we are now. So really appreciate Hunter's Element, New World in Wanaka, Mitre 10 in Wanaka, Glendine Station, uh, Richard Burden and Sarah Burden, all very kind, um, offering their property um, for us to film location shots and, and shoot some animals on the property. So, you know, massive credit to them. Uh, Barbara Poots for supplying the platters, uh, Wanaka Metalworks for making the oven, um, and working with me on designs and so on, they, they've been very patient with that. Um, who else we got? Um, Jesus, you really put me on the spot there. Oh, Wanaka Tourism. How can I forget those guys? They've been amazing. Yeah. Wanaka Tourism bent over backwards, right, literally backwards, um, to, to make the show, you know, and put us on the map. And Carla Monroe, who helped write the book as well, um, she's been outstanding. Uh, really, really cool. Oh, the publishers, um, Bitnik. Um, now, Bitnik um, Publishing uh, Group have been incredible. I mean, Sally, um, Sally Gree, she came down, she took all the photos. Um, she put the book together, her and Carl and um, Kiki, and, and they've come up with such a beautiful product for the book. And the book is just going off. It's in the top 10 selling non-fictional books right throughout New Zealand. Um, I won't be surprised if it's sold out and they've got to reprint another another run before um, before Christmas. Mm. Crazy. No, Absolutely look, nuts. I look forward to the next series. I hope you get into the central North Island of New Zealand. I, I know you've been there, but yeah. let's, you know, let, come, and, come and visit us. No, this no, is... I don't have any, I don't, honestly, I don't have any problem going to the North Island. I love the North. It's fantastic. Mm. Um, but what, I, what I'd like to do is, is we'll take the show around the country. You know, and basically, I mean, New Zealand in the whole is, is it's incredible. You know, it's so diverse. You know, you've got, you've got this huge southern Alps and, you know, down, down in the south island and north island, you've got these most amazing bush bush life and, and forests and trees and and um, and beaches and so on. So, you know, we should take advantage of right throughout New Zealand and hunt and gather as much as we can throughout the whole country. So, you know, I really, really um, am going to push the production team to, you know, to, to go that way rather than just stick to, you know, one area. Mm. You know, the West Coast. Oh, my God. Oh. I can't wait to hit the West Coast. Mm. Absolutely. And there's some fantastic food coming out of there already. Yeah, even the islands. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah. You know, ma- imagine imagine spearfishing at Great Barrier Island. Mm, absolutely. That'd and, be incredible. Yeah, and it's some of the best spearfishing in the world. Yeah, it's great. I, I don't spearfish, spear so being... but I, yeah. I, a good friend of mine does, and uh, and he's told me that's yeah. that's sort of one of those great places that that he goes. Angelo, look, yeah. y- you've been fantastic. I want to have you back on the show again. Let's catch up again in a few months' time when you know what's happening with next season. Yes, um, absolutely. If people miss the show on TV and Z, can they still see it? Can they get it anywhere? Well, it's on TV, TV um, on demand. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of the not all of the episodes because they turn them over and then yeah. they delete the first first few. So you know they won't be able to see all of them, but they can see the last few that have been running. Um, the other thing is, I guess once the show goes to Cannes and uh, the Cannes Film Festival um, next month, um, it gets sold overseas um, throughout Europe and America and so on. Fingers crossed. Um, once it's been sold overseas, maybe I'm not sure. I need to discuss this with the production team <laughs> is to get a DV out on, on season one, mm. which would be great. And then so on, you know, season two. Hopefully, we'll you know, hopefully you know, we'll get five five series out of this. Yeah. You know, which would be which would be pretty cool if Absolutely. we can. You know, I'm I'm wishing for it. You know, I actually love it. I try. I thrive um, doing what I'm doing, so it's um, you know to be where I am now. It's it's a very special place. I'm I'm being completely you know humbled by the whole experience, and how lucky are we to be in this amazing country, New Zealand? It is just amazing. You know, I get very emotional sometimes about you know I think about what what I'm doing, where I'm at right now in my life, and I, I just get blown away. I'm just like, oh my god, I cannot believe. Um, how, you know, how I got here and, 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 and what I'm doing. It's just, it's it's a, you know, a self-pinching moment. <laughs> Absolutely. I think I'll leave it. I think I'll leave it at that. That's what a great place to leave it. Angelo, let's catch up. Let's have a meal at some point. If you're ever heading this yeah. way or I'm heading yours, um, I'm just going to say you're cooking. That's <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring the wine. Wait. Yeah, good on you. Hey, great to be on the show. Really wonderful and lovely talking to you. It was very relaxing and, um, yeah, it was it was great being interviewed by you. Thank you. Not a problem. We'll catch up soon. Take care. Bye-bye. That's us for another week. All I want to say is remember you can win that great 12-month subscription to NZ Outdoor Hunting Magazine. All you've got to do is be active with us on Facebook, Twitter, email, internet, whatever. Uh, we measure that and put it all in one big pot and we know who's doing the most And congratulations to our last lot of winners. That's us. Be careful out there, guys, and good hunting. Podcasting from an undisclosed location, from a secret hunting spot known only to him and the guy who told him about it and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics.